This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Xi Jinping, China's president, warned Joe Biden against interfering with Taiwan, saying that those who play with fire will perish by it, according to Chinese state media. Their call lasted more than two hours and included discussion of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and plans to meet face-to-face. Sino-American relations have become trickier with the prospect of Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House of Representatives, paying a visit to Taiwan. Russia launched missiles at a military installation near Kyiv, its first attack on Ukraine's capital in weeks. Russian missiles also struck Kropnevsky, in the centre of the country, killing five people. Ukrainian forces meanwhile stepped up efforts to retake Kherson in southern Ukraine, where Russian forces are now virtually cut off, according to Britain's Defence Ministry. Germany reported stagnant GDP figures for the second quarter of 2022. It is set to be the worst economic performer among G7 nations this year. Germany's outsized dependence on Russian gas has stalled economic growth and created the threat of rationing energy this winter. Germany's results stood in sharp contrast to France's. The French economy grew by 0.5% in the second quarter. Viktor Orban, the Prime Minister of Hungary, said that he expects to reach a deal with Russia for additional gas supplies by the end of the summer. The country intends to buy an extra 700 million cubic metres of gas, on top of the 4.5 billion it already receives. Mr Orban has consistently opposed European sanctions of Russian gas as a response to Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. Jack Ma is to cede control of Ant Group, the Chinese fintech giant he founded in 2014, according to the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Ma, also the founder of Alibaba and perhaps China's most recognisable businessman, fell out of favour with the Communist Party as it worried that his companies had accumulated too much power. Mr. Ma largely disappeared from public view after criticising the party in 2020. Standard & Poor's downgraded Pakistan's outlook from neutral to negative, joining the other big ratings agencies. The Pakistani rupee plumbed a new low shedding 1.3% to land at 236 to the dollar, as high commodity prices bit into its foreign exchange reserves. With external debt of $250 billion and reserves of barely $9 billion, Pakistan could be in line for a Sri Lankan-style crisis. Britain's only gender reassignment unit is to close following a damning report into its operations. The Tavistock Clinic was accused of being too quick to rush children onto puberty blockers and of failing to explore its patients' mental health problems. Kids with gender dysphoria are to be sent to new regional centres, which will be required to have stronger links with mental health services. And fact of the day. 31%. The share of Americans who say the economy is their most important issue. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Ukraine's grain sets sail. A ship packed with Ukrainian grain is poised to leave Odessa on Friday. It would be the first to leave the port under a deal brokered last week by Antonio Guterres, the UN's Secretary General, 
and Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president. Despite a Russian missile strike on Odessa's port on July 23rd, one day after the deal was signed, it has so far survived. A coordination center in Istanbul, staffed by officials from Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the UN, will inspect ships entering and leaving Ukrainian ports to ensure they do not carry weapons. Ukraine may have to clear some of the mines planted in its own waters to prevent an amphibious invasion to create corridors for cargo ships. The deal may ease a global food crisis intensified by the grain blockade, but uncertainty abounds. The cost of insuring shipments through the Black Sea have spiked as companies fret about Russian attacks, and Russia could still, literally, torpedo the deal. America revs up its industrial policy. The Chips and Science Act, a bill aimed at building up America's technological muscle, onshoring chip manufacturing and countering China, has had a torturous path. A version was first proposed in 2020, but this week it finally sailed through votes in the Senate and the House. On Friday, President Joe Biden is expected to sign it into law. The bill allocates about $52 billion to the semiconductor industry, providing subsidies to manufacture chips in America. A separate $200 billion will go towards scientific research, particularly in cutting-edge fields such as artificial intelligence and advanced manufacturing. There are plenty of skeptics about the potential impact. America's advantage in the semiconductor industry lies in design, not manufacturing. But the legislation is focused on the latter. Managing such a huge infusion of cash into the sciences will also be a challenge. But given America's political polarization, Congress's ability to agree on such a big initiative is remarkable in itself. Skyrocketing Profits at ExxonMobil ExxonMobil, an American oil firm, is expected to unveil its best quarterly financial results in at least 25 years on Friday. Its profits for the second quarter could shoot up to $18 billion, more than double the figure it posted in the previous three months. Two factors are boosting the company's fortunes. First, Russia's war in Ukraine has led to a crunch in refined products like petrol and diesel. That has increased ExxonMobil's refining margins by as much as $4.6 billion. Second, high global oil and gas prices will increase profits by up to $3.3 billion. But there might be trouble ahead. Sky-high profits for energy firms have triggered a political backlash, More governments may follow Britain's lead in imposing windfall taxes, and elevated prices could eventually reduce demand, for example by spurring faster adoption of electric vehicles. As industry veterans say, the best cure for high prices is high prices. NATO's New Favorite Port A few years ago, the privatization of Alexandropolis would have garnered little attention. 
but the strategic importance of the Greek port has grown since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Located on the Aegean Sea, Alexandropolis provides road and rail links with NATO's eastern flank and Ukraine. America's army has already moved 630 lorry and trainloads of military hardware through the port, with much more planned. Britain and Italy also intend to use it. On Friday, offers are due from four consortiums vying to take over Alexandropolis. Unsurprisingly, Joe Biden's administration wants to see the 40-year concession go to one of the two contenders financed by American investors. The two other bidders have links to Russia. One of them, headed by a firm linked to Dmitry Kopaluzos, a Greek billionaire with long-standing ties to Gazprom, Russia's state-controlled gas giant, is widely seen as the front-runner. The once sleepy port may soon become a geopolitical flashpoint. Improving HIV Prevention For years, abstinence and condoms were the only ways to prevent HIV infections. A daily pill of tenofovir and emtricinibine was later approved for high-risk people. It prevents people from contracting HIV, even if exposed. But last year, American regulators approved a new regimen. Injections of cabotegravir, a new drug, every two months. In trials in Africa, cabotegravir was 89% more effective at preventing acquisition of the disease than the daily pill among women at high risk. Ahead of the International AIDS Conference, which begins in Montreal on Friday, the World Health Organization released new guidelines recommending cabotegravir. Treatment, too, has improved. For years, people with HIV-AIDS had to take several pills a day to stay healthy and reduce the chances of transmission. In December, European authorities approved the use of infrequent cabotegravir and rilpivirine injections as a treatment. The injections are as effective as pills in suppressing viral loads, but much less burdensome. For people affected by HIV, science has delivered some relief. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday. What was the code name of the Apollo 11 lunar module? Thursday. Which animated characters are the rescue rangers? who are the focus of a new Disney film. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Vincent van Gogh, who died on this day in 1890. What would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything? That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. 
You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.